All right, Dorsey Schrader, legend of sports car and Trans Am racing, all around fun time guy. If you could describe this dinner with racers in one word, what would it be? Wonderlust. Yeah, that's been done. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I, I didn't see you going there. No. And now for Dinner with Racers, presented by Continental Tire. With your hosts, Ryan Eversley and Sean Heckman. Placeholder Radio. Welcome to Dinner with Racers. I'm Ryan Eversley. I'm sitting next to my buddy, Sean Heckman. Co-host. Buddy. Co-host. Fine. Co-host. Listen, it's been 34 days. It, we better be friends by now. And, uh, well, it's not just been 34 days, though. It's been 13,000 miles. In 34 days. Across 25 states. In 34 days. Yeah, and for uh, how many free episodes? 29. 29 of these things. More than we've ever done before. Yep. Because they demand it. They do demand it. They don't deserve it. But they definitely demand it. So if we're going to give them somebody, boy, if we got a treat for you. (laughs) Sports car legend. Mr. Dorsey Schrader. So if you don't know the uh, story of Dorsey Schrader, a lot of people might know him today as sort of a famous television commentator. He's been a part of the IMSA scene forever on television. But he's also one heck of a driver. And in his day in the 1980s, he was uh, part of what was the great era of Trans Am racing, as well as the IMSA and endurance sports car scene. Yeah, Dorsey's been a hero of mine for a long time, just as much for his off-track exploits as his on-track. He's no slouch when it comes to racing cars, but he's also a hell of a guy to go get a beer with, talk, talk racing with, just like one of those guys everybody likes to hang out with. So here's some of the things you're going to hear about. You're going to hear about the differences in pay between 1987 and now. Waking up in MC Hammer's clothes. Uh, why you should consider drinking and driving. And if you like Dale, yes, St. Dale, we got Dale stories. So uh, on, no joke, on National Drink Beer Day, <laughs> so, we, <that's> so appropriate. <laughs> we headed down to uh, Kilroy's in Indianapolis, a return restaurant for us. That's right. I had the buffalo chicken wrap as well as the uh, pizza rolls, which are, oh my God, delicious. Oh, and the pizza rolls, almost as good as their chicken sandwich. You didn't have a chicken sandwich. I had a chicken you sandwich. You did not have a chicken sandwich. I did. I did. Dario, hey. So Dario's been driving this whole time. Are we there yet? No, we're not. Just keep going. We'll be there when we get there. Ah, jeez. Every time. Of course, you can't have a meal with Dorsey Schrader without having a sponsor, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, and that sponsor sells tires. That's right. And that tire is Continental Tire. Yeah, there you go. It's close. That's how I say it. Cross Contact LX Sport. Thanks to Acura and our buddies at Foxy Rap for making this thing look so good. And again, Continental Tire. All right, I'll, I'll do it All since right. you keep butchering it. It's Continental Tire. Cross Contact LX Sport. Dorsey Schrader! Woo! Dorsey! Dorsey Schrader! Dorsey Schrader! Meow. All right, we're going to start in five, four, three, two. Let's have you put that on. Are we doing this? Well, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> we don't need to preface it. We'll just let's go straight to the alligators here. All right. <laughs> Actually, I would do it again. Eddie. The alligator kicked my ass. I killed it. Screw those things, man. 
I have no time for alligators. Wait, so how many alligators have you killed? Uh, one, one. It's oh, 11 one. foot, 8 inches on the oh, wall. Oh, jeez. Yeah, big okay. ass alligator. He had it coming. And that was in the keys. And, uh, yeah, and it was at night. It, and it wasn't, you go out there, the, the way the rules say you have to hunt them <laughs> from a half hour before sunset, you can go out and start looking for one. So you're in a boat, right? Or in a canoe or whatever you want to do. But you're out there. Wait, wait where does that rule come from? A half uh, hour it's before? Florida State. It's just like this is the time yeah, window. Yeah, there's, there's actually a time, and you have to uh, apply for a permit, and you go out and get permit, and, alligators. and then you go. Hunt. All right. You get two yeah. alligators per permit, and you can have two friends to help you, and you're going to need help. Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll need help. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and so the alligator, you know, we're out there looking around for alligators, and, and we don't see one by, by nightfall. At night, their eyes grow, glow. Yeah. Okay, so you can crimson. see. Crimson. So you're like going down the swamp, right? And you're flashing your flashlight, and there's millions of eyes. Yeah, and then, right. Where were those like five minutes ago when I could see them now? Yeah, they're assholes. And, and they're all over the place. There's tons of them. And, and you're like, okay, what do I do now? You know, so yeah. you look for the distance between their eyes, you know, left eye, right eye. If it's a foot apart, you got a big oh, yeah. ass alligator down there. Yeah. You know, and so you, you take this treble hook. And uh, on a fishing pole, and you cast it on the backside of it, and try to gig it and snare yep. it. Yep. And then if you, you know, they're not dumb, so you, you miss it most of the times. But when you do get one, yeah, hang on. Yeah. Maybe not one. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like all of a sudden, all of a sudden, once it realizes it's hooked, it's uh, uh, uh-uh. it's bad day. Yeah, it's a bad day. Okay. It took me like five and a half hours Jesus. to see it. You know, and I was I was so tired. My yeah. arms were screaming, yeah. you know. And I was like, what kind of dynamite were you using? None yet. Oh, okay. Because you know, that's what they deserve. You can kill them with a bang stick, and a bang stick is a, is a pole. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's like, like a shotgun a on the five, end, right? Yeah, it's yeah. got a shotgun. Yeah. Or, or like a, it, this was a forty four Magnum, and you, you stab it. And it, you know, and then thing goes off. But you have to hit it in that soft spot yeah. they talk about. It's on basically a single shot Wait, on but a pole. Are you blowing it up? I thought the whole idea was to no, keep it. No, you're, no, no, you're no, just no, this is a, it's bullet. a bullet. Oh, it's a bullet. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's I see like what you're saying. Okay, yeah. You're okay, going exactly. into its brain, and there's only one little canal you can get in there. Okay. So if you like, just hit it in the head with that 44 Magnum, it it's just not do it knocks it out, awesome. and then it pisses yeah. it off. Okay. You know, and then it wants to come kick your ass. Yeah, they're about to say that now it's, now it's back for vengeance. Yeah, so it, it, uh, we learned that lesson, too. <laughs> so it, it was a whole summer. Were, yeah. It, yeah. So it, I mean, when I finally did get this thing dispatched, we had it like tied to the side of the boat, and had a rope under its head, and then around its its front arms and its back. So it's tied alongside the boat, and the boat and the alligator are about the same size. Just about boat's a little bit bigger, but not a great deal bigger. And um, and so I'm like, I'm looking, I'm marveling at how big it is, and yeah. I'm, I'm still tired. And I've got my, you know, flashlight. Now I go by its eyes, yeah. and its eyes dilate. And I went, this thing ain't dead. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. And they're going, no, no, it's dead. We. That's the scene in the did. movie when it then it attacks yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Like, no. yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I'm like, no, I saw this damn movie. This thing ain't dead. It's just waiting, you know. So that's when the hand grenade came out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. anyway, I think we used like four four bang stick attempts, <laughs> and uh, and it wouldn't die. It, it was it, coming right for you. It it kept looking. You know, it kept like. I want a piece of your ass, and I'm going to get it. You know, and, and I'm like, I'm, I don't think so. No, you know, not, not today. <laughs> and so uh, ultimately, you know, I'm like, I kept telling them, it ain't dead. And so I just keep moving, and I'm not happy with it. So we ended up taking a, a hammer and a screwdriver, and, and, and I drove the screwdriver through its skull with the hammer. 
Now, <laughs> I, I know we're going to get a tweet or two about people and animal rights or whatever, and, and I'm fine with animal rights stuff except alligators. They are alligators are there for one thing. Pieces only. of shit. Yep. They all deserve to die. They, they provide nothing, and they are just – Apex predators that will just kill you. They will? There's no, like, please leave me alone attempt. Like, like a, there's no like warning a, shot? Yeah, no. They okay. don't normally just go, ah, you're fine. They, like, just attack. No. They just attack, and then they just yeah, kill. I'm talking about, you know, they yeah. wound you first. They, they wound you, and then they drag you underwater to drown you, and they, and stick, they yeah. stick you into a log or something so you ferment for a while. Yeah, yeah. And then they come and, you know. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I'll yeah. take your word for it. And they're, like, they're like dinner. tough as nails. Their skin is made yeah, of, like. That's like, what's amazing. Yeah, I mean, like, that's the thing. You can't be, like. Got him. You know, right. literally, they're going to be like, I didn't feel anything. I had it, I had it yeah. mounted, so it's on my wall. It, so it, it's a 15-foot mount, so you need a long wall to put it yeah. on them in the first thing. But the leather is so thick. Right. I mean, it's unbelievable Yeah, how thick it is. And it's like, like I said, a bullet didn't do anything. Bounce off if you don't hit it in that, that one spot. All right. So we're so, back to Kilroy's. Yeah, we're back to Kilroy's. And the pizza rolls are just as good as they were last time. They are yeah, yeah, this is this is this is yeah. why we come here. <laughs> we go to Tegri for specific kind of roles, and then we come here for these things. We we got recognized at lunchtime today because you were here for the runoffs, and this is a record-breaking runoff entry. There's like close to a thousand cars, and that place is the closest indoor karting track. It's also a good restaurant, and we were like, man, like if that, we had Dorsey there, the whole night's gonna be people them. like, hey, that, hey, I mean, a thousand hey. cars. Think no, about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That restaurant is proximity-wise about as close as it gets to people who are off the track. Let's go get dinner. Yeah. Or so if all of a sudden it's us and you <laughs> yeah. together, yeah. like we'd never get a conversation in. Yeah. Because we're that famous. Well, I'd be able to get a conversation <laughs> with the two of you. <laughs> would constantly have to greet people. It used to be different way back. Way back when I started, you know, there weren't as many racers, I guess. You know, and the ones that sure. were there were more recognizable right, as right, right. it wasn't as diverse for sure yeah. as it is now NASCAR was nothing right well it was regional Trans Am was bigger than NASCAR yeah. when I was doing it yeah yeah you know so I mean I remember you know driving with Jack Roush and, and Mark Martin coming up as a new guy yeah. and, and Mark was you know he was just a new guy yeah, coming up guy. right right we knew who Mark Martin was now I look how it went well, yeah. Yeah. I mean for the, for the people that are let's say under 30 uh right. like like the significance of Trans Am today is is very very different. You know, there's sort of being a household name. There's sort of being a household name within racing. Like, were you in a position where you would get recognized at airports and things Absolutely. like that? Absolutely. Like, yeah. No. Sh that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because a lot of that was on Ford's part too, because I was a Ford factory driver. Right. There was a lot of advertisement stuff that went to dealers. It was like Trans Am, World Sports Cars, IndyCar, and then this NASCAR thing was starting to make sort a of, name yeah, for just, itself, just for the South. Yeah. I mean, back then, Trans Am. If you won the championship, was good enough to get you an IROC. Yeah, IROC, wow. the 12 yeah, greatest yeah. drivers in the world right. competing against each other. Which is like, cars, I mean, blah, blah, blah. the idea of IROC is now semi foreign. Yeah, yeah to, you know, to they, a lot well, of people. It, but yeah, yeah. But towards the end of IROC, too, it was like mostly just it was all the stock NASCAR guys. guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. it, turned in, it, it turned into that for yeah. sure. But when you ran, I saw a clip of you on YouTube of you flipping at Talladega. Yeah, that yeah. Was, that was <laughs> a big moment. And those, like, those don't look like stock cars now where there was like a ton of crush room and everything it looks like a street car with a cage in it yeah they they changed a lot yeah. you know those yeah. cars have changed from the first time i drove one of those was 89 and it was um, um dick trickle there was a big wreck at watkins Glen, big old wreck and and mark martin was in it and dick trickle was in it and troy bb 
all of them got hurt pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, Trickle broke his ankle. Mark got messed up. Anyway, Mark ended up driving, but I, I got subbed for Dick Trickle in the Trop Arctic Pontiac, you know. And so they, they had to build a car, essentially. That car was destroyed. Yeah. So that was my first time in one of those. And um, they were a streetcar. I'm you in know, a real IROC. They yeah, were yeah. a bad streetcar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even a good one. You know, those were like a 65 Chevelle and a, and a 67 Fairlane 500 married in the middle. Yeah. You know, with a big motor, big honking motor. On it. Compared to sports car today, Trans Am in that era were big honking horsepower, tube frame cars. Uh, I mean, there's kind of nothing like it right now. Those were, you know, it was full factory support cars. Right. Because they were running 310 cubic inches, yeah, and nobody made one of those. And all pony cars, basically. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so you had to to make a 310. You had to start with something other than a 310. Yeah. And so Ford cast their block, Chevy cast their block, Pontiac had a block. You know, everybody made their own stuff. And um, so it was it was real. You know, there was the factory guys were involved. The engineers were directly involved. They were they were building that stuff, and you know, and so they got. You know, they got all hyped on it. It was a, it was a, a big selling series. You know, there was good sponsorship. There was good money behind it during the, in those days. You know, it was great money behind it, actually. And, um, you know, so with that, it, it, it became extremely competitive. You know, and it, factory drivers were real factory drivers. I mean, we were paid by Ford. I was paid by Ford. Your Wikipedia page is totally not good enough for me for Dorsey Schrader <laughs> it's like one like brick that just says you know like some personal family like you know wife kids and then like this career and that's it and, and, it, and most of it's wrong it's surprising when I look at a lot of that stats in there they get things all okay so I have no idea how your career began so take me through the first like day one of racing school like where does that come from for you or, or first time doing it my dad <clears throat> was a car dealer well first of all he was a car nut right. yeah. his entire life. And this is in Missouri? In St. Louis. St. Louis, yeah. okay. Kirkwood, Missouri. And my dad was, uh, my grandfather, his father, was the chief of police um, of that small town. So that gives you some leniency for getting in trouble. All <laughs> 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 right. This yeah. is, already makes all sense. Yeah. <laughs> so then my father ended up being county sheriff. Okay. Things are already making sense, yeah. by the way. So I had some, you know, fences up. Sure. And, uh, but my dad was, was, a, uh, was also a race car driver. Okay. And he ran... Police cars. Yeah, anything. anything. <laughs> he ran I, public yeah, roads. Essentially, yeah. back then, um, before midgets, they were just hot rods. Yeah. I don't yeah. know, what yeah, would yeah. you call it? You, know, you, ma you made something out of something. Yeah. And uh, so he started doing dirt track, oval track, hot rod, midget sprint car whatever you would call it led, led to stock cars ultimately rode motorcycles my grandfather was a motorcycle cop and so i mean i grew up with bikes i grew up with cars all the time and then my dad ended up uh becoming a car dealer and um first it was a ford dealership but he ended up taking on a line of of imports back in the 60s and there weren't many imported cars in the united states back then you know, very few uh, and we ended up getting Fiat, and um, and with that, one of one of the people he hired was a guy that knew about Fiats and who raced SCCA. Uh, Ramo Johnson was his name, and and so that kind of spurred my dad's interest in 
doing road race stuff, and, and that was still like 14 or 15. Um, so that's kind of how he got started, which led me into it. So, I mean, yeah, at that point, progression. I was going down that path. Right. He had also gotten me, you know, uh, go-karts and quarter midgets and, you know, whatever play toy. Whatever toy you could get. You right. know car related something thing. with an engine yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. i was always i mean that's that's kind of how it started doing all that sure and um you know since he was doing it and, and i remember then he got into drag racing he was really good at drag racing and i went to school in a drag race car my mom actually would drive <laughs> the same car to school nice. you know 11 yeah. second drag race car it's kind of cool it was like stalling out in the parent pickup yeah. lane yeah, like, yeah, exactly. sorry yeah, flooded it, flooded the carbs. Sorry, you know it, it was um, it was destined. It was right. going to happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or another. Um, but <laughs> what are they gonna do? Call the cops? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, like that shredder. Yeah, 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 that happened a few times. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this this week. Yeah. <laughs> you could go out to Mid America Raceways in Winsville, Missouri, and rent the track for the whole day. And you didn't have to have a race car or any safety equipment or anything. You could just take a car out there. Right. Twenty-five nice. bucks for the day. Do your right. thing. Okay. And you're, you're free to kill yourself. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have at it. <laughs> Who needs a helmet? Nobody cared, and yeah. you just go do it. You know. I like that. And I would wear out, just so wear just out tires. Just, yeah. Yeah. Just out just there it. at yeah. 14. I wasn't even old enough to drive. You know. But uh, it, it started like that. Did some autocross stuff when I was, you know, because at the time you had to be 21 years old to go to a driver's school. Okay. Okay. So I was far from 21, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. so I was doing autocross stuff and doing all that. And I was really nervous about my dad watching me, you know. I, I was doing it kind of secretly, but I was doing pretty good at it. And so um, so my dad um, kind of caught wind of it and uh, started showing up at, at – at, autocrosses and I, I didn't want to run in front of him you know yeah i get that because you know I what just, was he was he like a hard guy and be like well you <laughs> up in three here's the deal my dad was was you would have to know him big dorsey i'm little dorsey. oh, oh are you a junior? Is, are you dorsey junior? now he's his, his my dad's real name was gilbert dorsey schrader but okay. he hated gilbert so right but so. big dorsey was because he was six foot six and 400 so he's pounds, the big right? d you're the little d yeah at 400 <laughs> pounds and six foot six yeah he was like a pro wrestler yeah. okay he couldn't go through that a normal door. He yeah, would yeah, have yeah. to go through it sideways and duck <laughs> wow. to come in. Pretty intimidating <laughs> character, right? Right. You know, yeah, yeah, the least. Yeah. So um, knee deep in D's. Yeah, but it. Uh, you know, at first I I was. He ended up being you know my my best asset for sure because sure. Uh, you know this is a great story. I mean, I was driving to school and I'm senior in high school, so I'm 18 years old, and I've got a Fiat a 1969 Fiat 850. Um, Spider, and this is a slant nose one. Now, those are pretty rare. With uh, instead of the headlights popping up, they they were down. Pretty cool looking car, and had it up to a one liter, like a, a lot of Abarth stuff. That from the dealership, and we had an old British uh, service. Uh, he was our parts manager and service guy, uh, Victor Yardley. And anyway, he he was teaching me how to work on race engines, so he was helping me build the thing and all that. So I had this car, and I was driving it to high school. So in 1971, SCCA changes their philosophy about when you can go to driver school and when you can race, and it goes from 21 to 18. Well, I turned 18 in February on February 5th, and and the first driving school was on like March 5th, a month later, and so I I had already been autocrossing this car; I already had a roll bar in it, so I 
went down there and I took the windshield out. I tried not to break the windshield. That didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you use a hammer, that's yeah. How, yeah. <laughs> I cut the top, you know, cut the posts off, and you know, so now I got a convertible one, and I make a windshield. I'm doing all this stuff, and uh, my dad comes home. He's kind of observing from a distance. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I remember this conversation at dinner. So he's like, uh, so I went through the garage today, and I see um, your car doesn't have a top or a windshield anymore. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Correct. Well, why is that? I said, well, oh, I guess I didn't tell you. You know, um, they changed the rule. I'm, I'm going to start racing. I'm going to be a race car driver. Really? When, what, what kind of rule is that? Well, you can't, you know, you had to be 21. Now you got to be 18. I'm 18 now. So I'm going to so go to driver's school next right. month. You know, he goes, really? Okay. He goes, uh, well, that's, you know, that's the car you drive to school. You know, <laughs> so what are you going to do about that? I said, well, I figured I'd just use mom's car. And he goes, there's your oh. second mistake. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so actually drove that car to school. The first Bell Star helmet that ever came out was 1970. It looked like a diving bell. It was really a big bulbous. Okay. I still have it. Like a Darth Vader helmet. Got it home. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, I drove to school with that on because there was no windshield. <laughs> right. And I'm, yeah, I'm in Missouri, and it's cold as hell <laughs> in the winter. Oh, not a safety and, thing. You're just cold. And so yeah, I'm, I like I'm, it. So I'm <laughs> no safety involved whatsoever. It's cold. It is cold. <laughs> so no windshield, helmet on, big old coat, and I'm driving this. Now, it's hard to get a date in a car like that. That's another yeah, problem. no kidding. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I was looked at kind of weird. Most guys were drag racers back then and sure. not road racers. Right. And, so um, cigarettes in the sleeves. Yeah, so I'm, yeah. I'm like in the in the shop class, you know, polishing rods and stuff. To build this race engine. Careful, there. careful with that phrasing. Yeah, yeah, not that rod, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> not Rod Stewart. Anyway, they. Uh, but the other the other guys are working on Briggs and Strad and stuff. I'm working on A bar stuff. Right. Nice. You know, and so um, I got started. I was the youngest driver in the United States ever in 1971 to get licensed uh, as a national driver. I was the very, no very first under 21 year old mm -hmm. guy. And and it was probably safer because I was doing that on the street. We had a, we had a club of guys that were just sports car guys. Uh, a lot of friends of mine, still dear friends, a lot of them are passed on now. And we call it Leonard Sports Division, which the um, initials happen to be LSD. And <laughs> weird. <laughs> yeah. Weird. How unusual. In the 70s. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Exactly. How extraordinary. And so uh, old Leonard Sports Division, you know, we did these what we called rallies, which were nothing more than it. Somebody, whoever wasn't working that day, would go out and find these back roads in Missouri and yeah. set up a course. Yeah. And we would go to this, this uh, burger place. Or, and and we'd sit down and everybody'd get a map and we'd go have our race. And we'd have a race nice pretty much every night. Yeah. You know, and we wrecked some pretty <laughs> <big> stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, and whoever designed the course would be the sweeper, he'd be the follow up that and was his job. pick up bodies, yeah. you know, <laughs> whatever's left. <laughs> right. So we were learning how to crash as we learned, you know, right. how to drive and, and but like I said with Mid America Raceways being there, we could go out there and do that. So a, a bunch of guys we're getting some hard time, you know, race yeah. race experience. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Now, were you sort of the hot shit of the group? I don't know. You know, I was the wildest one in the group for there a while. Is. I would say, there it you is. know, I, I had again. I don't. I've I never heard big, this. I had the big long hair. Yeah. You know, I, I had that. Wait, wait, wait. Is, my how how long is long? Hang on. Was there a mustache yet? No mustache yet. Uh, okay. okay. All right. No. We're coming back I, to that. I got to show you a picture, but I yeah. don't have it with me. But okay. Yeah. I I had the I had big hair. Okay. 
Yeah. But this is also yeah. 70. I mean, 70, 71. Yeah. yeah you just, oh, that's, you that's just posted a picture on your Facebook, I think. Maybe yeah, that's was, on there. Is that around that time? Yeah. I've, yeah. S- I've seen like six or seven photos over the past couple of years of just being friends on Facebook that like someone digs up and you post it. Yep. And like, I think all of them, you don't have a shirt on. I never wore a shirt. Yeah. Like all all of them, there's, like, the there's like a beautiful yeah. flowing mane, yep. no shirt, and just like and this. Big like, hair. Yeah, big, big. I mean, it's good hair. It's, it's 70s hair. It's huh? like yeah, Mel yeah. Gibson, it's, like, lethal yeah, weapon yeah. hair. Yeah. But it, then, like, the look of, like, utmost confidence, like, mm-hmm. what's up? Yeah. Oh, you owned it. Well, yeah, you absolutely yeah, owned yeah. it. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. like I said, I was, I was never in my life did I think I would be anything but a race car driver. I had no inspiration to be anything but that. So, at this point, because it seems like you were – more intrigued by just like cars and and, and dicking off of, with things like that. Yeah. More than like, oh, I, I want to be that person. Was there any like role model in your head yet? Like, oh, it, that, like I want to be that guy when I grow up. Fireball Roberts or Jackie something. Jackie Stewart. Oh and wow. Okay. James Hunt. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. James Hunt yeah. a little after Jackie Stewart. Jackie Stewart at first because I just thought he was cool because he, you know, he was he was cool. Yeah. Beetle looking like. Yeah. 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 And, and the but chops James Hunt and the glasses. Yeah. Pushed it even further. Oh yeah. You know, with his driving, with his other talents. Other talents. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I, don't know, I don't know that James was better than Jackie as a driver. Probably not. Yeah, I don't think so. But he was but so much more flamboyant. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. And back then, you know, quite honestly, a race car driver back then was more of a romantic figure, I yeah. think, in women's eyes. Yeah. Yeah. But it was something that this was, this guy was a real deal. Yeah, he's yeah. slave. He, yeah. 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 He's, yeah, yeah. Just he's, crushing. Yeah. And you know what's coming with the package. You know yeah. what you know what responsibilities are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. 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 Gotta keep up with that. <laughs> so uh, how was so what uh, how was your game at this time? Man, no, I was on money there. Oh, yeah, you're doing fine. There it no, is. All right, that's our guy. There it that's is. That's the guy. I was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was, you know, P one on the charts, P one in your hearts. Yeah. I was. I was. Oh, God oh yeah. Damn it. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. doing everything yeah. I thought I should be doing. Okay. <laughs> like this is what they said to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so I, I mean, part of the persona was, you know, this as I got older and as things became more serious became an issue. As to early on, it was like push this as far as you can. Yeah. You know. I mean, because right now, I mean, push, push, the sexuality, push, you know, the long hair, push the yeah. crazy yeah, some of it, yeah, yeah, yeah the guy, because yeah. that's what, that's, that's the right thing to do. Thing, yeah. yeah, but you know, just felt right. Yeah, and, <laughs> yep. and you know, and it worked. Right, it, it was working. You know, but that all changed down the road as you know, racing took a different sure. stance. It became a real profession. Yeah, yeah. you know, it, it, people looked at things differently, but. Once you've established that as being you, yeah. how do you? Yeah. How do you undo that? How right. do you undo yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. And I how much I don't of think it? You did. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> at some point, like, you're the same guy. And then like, at some point, yeah. You know, how much of what's out there is real versus how much of it is persona creating? Yeah. You know. Yeah. And and should I, if it's really something crazy, should I just go with it or should I say no? Right. Right. Yeah. I went with it, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> What's the goal? Is it being a sports car driver? You want a Formula One? Formula One is what I had mine. Okay. I, I really would have liked to have done that, so we went straight to. Um, here's what went from H production in a underclass car to the top class at the time, probably Formula Atlantic. Yeah. yeah. Which was back then Formula B. So I went from a Fiat 850 to a um, Brabham BT35. Oh, cool. And uh, started doing open wheel, but didn't know. Anything about it. Yeah, sure. Didn't have a crew chief, didn't have an engineer, didn't have 
just had my dad, me, and my brother. And, and so it out, yeah. I didn't even know it was a five-speed. <laughs> so I drove it as a four-speed. Four speed. Yeah. <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait. Was it a gearbox where it was like H pattern to get it into second would have been like what most people. So think. first was all the way to left yeah. and down. So you yeah. would just use second through yeah. fourth or second right. through fifth, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. I got it. We didn't change gears. We didn't yeah. change springs. We didn't change shocks. We didn't know what. You just drove it. Yeah. Just drove it. Yeah. yeah. Every track the same. Yeah. It just take it to that track and yeah. go Run. kick ass. Yeah. You know, go on with it. Yeah. And then it went. You know, it progressed. One of the interesting things that made it possible to do what I did, which is hard to do now, is that things were the the car that you drove if if you drove it successfully you could sell it in four years and make money on it because right. it's won a bunch of four years races. Later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you know all of a sudden you know i paid eight thousand i'm selling it for 12 really? so then you could go buy something for 15 right. and yeah and so I, it just kept moving up you know and so i kept, the equipment kept getting better and the assets that came with the equipment gears and springs and tires and shocks and all that right. in the same class you started acquiring more and more stuff yeah right and so in a way you were getting more and more money but you did that you weren't You're thinking about it, it. But, yeah, it yeah. Right. but it was that way yeah. all the way up until like 90 i'd say like when ground effects came out when the when the lotuses came out when colin chapman did the lotus with full ground effects and it blew every formula one car away yeah it also blew everything underneath it away yeah and so all of the formula atlantic cars flat bottom cars became worth nothing yeah, an average tunneling something sure and yeah. so now you know i took the first reversal i went from something that would oh, know, i gotta go this way now yeah now, <laughs> now i'm gonna lose some money right yeah yeah so, right. and this, so this was the first time where the sort of the financial Part of racing was actually yeah. catching you Yeah, and things out. were getting really, starting to get yeah, yeah, very yeah. expensive. Yeah, yeah. You didn't used to have to buy anything, like driver suits or helmets or, or tires. Yeah, you I had the hair to protect you. Every, you know, yeah. If you were a good driver, if they were going to give it to you, because you're going to give it to you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you weren't, those expenses weren't there. Right. You know? So they, yeah. I mean, at, at the point that the Formula Atlantic car became worth half what I had in it, yeah. my options were about done. I was married then, had my, my daughter. And, you know, had a house. And I'm like, there's no way I can go any further than where I'm at. Right. Ready to quit, pretty yeah. much. And that's when sports, um, actually, I got hurt in, in 76. Had a really, really big wreck and messed myself up. And where? It, uh, on a streetcar in, in Missouri. Oh, just like oh, a just, yeah, 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 around. Just, oof, drunk driving. Oh. <laughs> the other much. guy, right? Yeah, yeah. He, he, the tree hit me. Right. <laughs> that tree was wasted. <laughs> Hit me hard. Let that, that, let that be a lesson to you. Mm -hmm. And anyway, so uh, so that took a year out, kind of recoup. I wasn't supposed to live through that. I was. Ooh, that it bad. was a bad wreck. Yeah, yeah I ended up, uh, and that was kept pretty quiet. I ended up breaking my skull oh, and breaking my eye socket, my cheekbone, and my jaw. Were you wearing a seatbelt? Uh, I don't know. There wasn't much left of the Doesn't car. I think like it was. Oh, I no, so, I think it was. Geez. I was in the car still. What, Jesus, what was left of me? Yeah. But I did my left arm fifteen places. Oh. I broke it. I broke it five times here to here, yeah. and then all the way up, and it went compound twice. And when the bones came out up here, it clipped the radial nerve, which controls your <laughs> finger movement yeah. and your wrist movement. Yep. So yep. I was pretty much done. Yeah, looked like. But I had luckily a orthopedic surgeon and a guardian angel that Jesus. put me back together. Yeah. So I, I decided to go out and get something different, and ended up going into beast sedan in, into a Datsun. And it, it's, you know, it kept me out there and had a great time. That was fun time, you know. 
It was it was pretty neat deal, and then Sports Renault came around with the concept of and all that was, things. And that's unique. basically today's Spec Racer Ford. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That car, you know, it came around in '84, so we bought like 14 of them. <laughs> wait, wait, <laughs> yeah. wait, 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 wait. Yeah. How do you do that? Yeah. You just put five dollars down. I think I borrowed five dollars from someone. I don't know. Well, we put a deposit down. <laughs> wait, how? How is that possible? This, this is a different era. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, they were selling them. SCCA was selling them. Right. And, and they like, like put a deposit down. You'll get one. Wow. And, uh, Times have changed. <laughs> yeah. And so <laughs> all of a sudden, oh, by the way, the car you ordered is in. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. It's a COD. Oh, that was that drunk thing again. I remember now. <laughs> so all these cars show up in Topeka, and we go out there and, and are in Lawrence, Kansas, and we got there to start building these. Nobody's built one before. And they're right. all right. kits. You know? right. Yeah. So we were driving around the cul-de-sac. Well, we couldn't figure out how to get reverse. Our work should be. <laughs> so we had, had to have a crew on each end to turn it around. Come get it. Back yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, so we started doing that deal. Turned out to be the best thing I ever did in my life. Because really? that car cost 10000 bucks as a kit. Okay. And then the Pro Series took off like mad. Yeah. Renault was backing it. And a win in a Pro Series race was ten grand, so it paid for the car. Yeah. I won six of them the first year. Oh, wow. 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 So I got $60,000 so yeah. yeah. in eighty. Five, so I'm like, wow, I go buy a plane. I'm rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely rich. I'm going on from here. Of course, I retire. So, so the next yeah. year, I wrote two of them off. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're still up. You were yeah, still, up. still up. Oh yeah, yeah. but I was, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, I'm still yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> and so I mean, it, it, that made a big turn. I mean, I still had the Atlanta car, which was worth nothing. I had the dots, and I finally sold that stuff up. But had this little sports Renault deal, right. which that chassis is here this weekend. No way. Just no running. Chassis 35. Wow. As a spec racer for I mean, this, as, as a sidebar, what a cool, like, car. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. lasted this long. Early and year. now we're at Indy in 2017, and it, that, that exact running. chassis and is if still you could running. Take yourself, if you could take the ego out of it and yeah. go from a Formula Atlanta car down to, to a sports Renault. Yeah. 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 No power. It was yeah. hard, you know. Yeah. To be good in it, you had to be good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you had to do the shit that works. Exactly where to put Nothing's it. Nothing's right. changed. Yeah. You know, you had to be smooth. You had to. It was a momentum car. It had no power. You know, you had to just keep it running, keep it smooth, use up all the track, right. do all the stuff. And it, and it, you know, all of a sudden, but there was money behind it. Yeah. It, you know, there was all of a sudden, you know, I'm actually got paid money. I'm like, I'm liking that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good <laughs> that part's not yeah. bad. Yeah. Day. Right. Right. <laughs> so I mean, that that kind of that started that kept me alive so that's that's mid 80s that's yeah. like 85 so, so right around then you got to get the phone call right well you know i was running that deal and i won the championship i won the pro championship for it and um so all of a sudden i'm a factory dodge driver you know nice. yeah. i drove firehawk which is like lead driver the continental tire series yeah, sort yeah. Of the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so i ended up being lead driver there for like three years and then i was the guy in charge of the program all, all of Chrysler racing then was Dick Maxwell. Okay. Really good guy. And uh, and I just said, Dick, no disrespect intended, but I said, I, I came out of real, you know, real race cars, fast cars, yeah. and I'd kind of like to get back into one of those. Sure. So if there were ever an opportunity like that, I'd, I'd want to go into something above the Sherm stock deal. Right. And he's like, okay. He goes, That's, I, I understand. And so he calls me like three days later, and he goes, well, you know that conversation we had. He goes, "It's funny because we we we've got a program, and it's you know we were already thinking about you." But 
here's the deal. We're doing a two-car effort with Cal Shoket and GTU and IMSA. Yep. And we're building these cars, and we want you to drive the, the other car. You know, Cal will drive the one car, and you'll drive the second. And he goes, we're, we're happy with our decision. He goes, all we need to know is, is, you know, how much money you want, and I'm sure we can take care of it. And I like, what? What? <laughs> like, yeah. I like, what? Right. What was it? Can you run that by me? Yeah. So now, now that conversation goes, we can't pay much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so but here's I, what we got. We get off the phone, and, and I'm like, I don't know what the, what just happened. What's the going rate? You know? Right. Hey, yeah. Hey, Sorry. right. Yeah, no, right. We'll figure I, that out. I can think of two guys <laughs> yeah. who call. So I called Jack Baldwin first because yeah. he'd okay. been doing it for Mazda and GTU. Yeah. And so I said, Jack, I said, I just got a deal. I didn't tell him what to do, but. So I got a factory deal uh, in GTU, and uh, I, I don't know what it's worth. You know, what, what, what kind of money should I try to charge? And the guy goes, well, and, and Jack says, are you, um, are you, how many races? I said, the whole year. And he goes, are you doing commercials for them? I said, I don't, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you know. And he said, um, are you doing testing outside of that? I said, I don't, I don't know. You know, he yeah. goes, yeah. well, he goes, it's a real factory? I said, yeah, it's a real factory. And he said, 75 grand salary, and then try to get some percentage of the, of the car. Right. You know, I went, all right, you know, I thought, 75,000 dollars, are you me? Now I'm really rich. You know? yeah. <laughs> I'm already spending that money. Yeah. 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 So then, I, the only other one I could talk to, I, I could think it was Doc Bundy, so I called yeah. Doc. And I, I said, Doc, I got a deal, GTU, did all the same thing. And he goes, he asked kind of the same question. Yeah, yeah. You know, how much are you doing outside that? How much testing? And, and I said, I don't know. He goes, like, those things are like you're risking your life every time you do that. Yep. You know, and I'm like, he's the yeah. one that talked kind of sense to mm -hmm. me about it. And so he hits me like at 150000 Yeah, he get goes, him, Doc. Yeah, get yeah. him, Doc. Go get so, him, <laughs> So I go back to Maxwell, and, and I'm like, Dick. I don't know, man. I said I talked to a couple guys, and I said I guess the going rate is somewhere between seventy-five and one hundred fifty thousand. I'd like the one hundred fifty. He goes, "I'll give you the seventy-five. I went, "Deal." <laughs> <laughs> I laid down. Yeah, like didn't even get to the five seventy. Yeah, yeah, we're good. Yeah, I'm gonna pay a hundred yeah, bucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good there. Like, Sold. Do I gotta pay the entry fee? Yeah, right. <laughs> Pleasure doing business. Yeah. <laughs> and I want flights. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, as that was going along, probably my biggest day in, in racing, certainly, I would say at this point, looking back on all, all the accomplishments and things, this was probably the biggest day. I was running all those Dodges at Lime Rock, and it was a three-hour race in the morning. I think it started like 8 a.m. And three-hour race, so I had co-driver. And it was uh, Firestone Firehawk race. Led the whole thing right to the end and on the last lap ran out of fuel and ended up second instead yeah. of first so that's a three-hour race get out of that car get into the gtu car right run the gtu car which was an hour and say 20 minutes something okay. like that won that race lap the field so back then they had this they had this award that was the norelco driver of the race award yeah, so i'd yeah. already won it in the Firehawk race, so now I just won it in GTU race. In the meantime, Cal Shoket has gone to IMSA because there's only like 11 or 12 GTO cars that are running, and they're all the factory cars. And they said, what would you think if we ran the GTU car in the GTO race? Would you let us do it? And they said, why would you do it? He goes, just 
just because, you know. <laughs> see what we do. You know, just to see how we do and give you another car. And the guy goes, okay, we'll use your, your qualifying speed as a GTU car, slot you in there, and go from there. Cool. So Cal comes to me after the second race. He goes, yep, for another one? I went, what are you talking about? He goes, this one's like a two-hour race or two-and-a-half-hour race. He goes, <laughs> he goes, drive this race as a GTO car. They're going to qualify. You qualified fifth. Right. You know, off your time. And to put that in context for our younger folks, GTO, GTU, it's not quite the same, but it'd be like GTLM versus GTD. Uh, yeah, today, at the time. Kind of like, yeah, it's a horsepower difference. It's a big yeah, horsepower yeah, Engine yeah. displacement. And yeah, yeah. They're the two frame cars, like kind of silhouette cars. Yeah. I mean, a, GT, a GTU car would be putting out... 400, 450 horse. Yeah. yeah. And an old car would be putting out 1,000. <laughs> yeah, okay, Back a little then. difference. Yeah, yeah. But so, so, lap so basically, time wise, <laughs> lap time wise, it wasn't huge. Right. Because even though you might have 1,000 horsepower, how much of it are you putting it down? Yeah. Using and, yeah. And then you're burning the fuel, blah, blah. Yeah, yep. So I, I start that race, and essentially we can run that entire race without a fuel stop, but then nobody realized that. Right. And right. a fuel stop at, at, at Lime Rock is a lap. Oh, yeah. 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 So we got two-lap advantage oh, nice. going in. Yeah. So everybody stops for their fuel stop except me, and I'm all of a sudden, I'm leading. Yeah. And, like, everybody's like, wait, <laughs> what the hell's that? <laughs> yeah. You know? right. yeah. Right, right, And then I'm leading even more the second time they stop. Right. And I'm like, really, what the hell is that? You know? Yeah, this is bullshit. <laughs> so I ended up coming third to That's that. That's awesome. I remember, uh, I think it was Pruitt. It was so he was either Pruitt or, or Wally Dalamek was so pissed off he wouldn't go on the podium with me. Sounds like no, Pruitt. Yeah, yeah, well, I'll make a guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so like I, ended up, I ended up like doing a tri I, I race from like 8 in the morning till 5 at night. Wow. Right. One guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. same car, or yeah. two cars actually. Right. And so at that end of that year, Scott Pruitt was going to leave Roush and go to IndyCar racing. Yeah. And they were looking for the replacement for, yeah. for Pruitt, and they were doing the first ever gong show. Ah. Uh, is this the one that Calvin went to? He might have been in that. There was a lot of really good drivers that went to that gong show. Jack had put this team together of guys, or Ford had, and they said, they gave it to the mechanics and said, look at this list, and if you don't like somebody, check them off. Don't tell us why, just if you don't think they're good. Interesting. And if there's somebody missing, Write them in. So I got wow. I got written in. Nice. So I was doing a Skip Barber driving school at Sebring, and I just got back. I'd been down there for a better part of a month, you know. And um, so I get home, and my wife, I haven't seen her. I hadn't seen my kid in a long time. Yeah, you're racing. And she, she's like, <laughs> she says, uh, oh, and you got a phone call today from Roach Racing. <laughs> I went, who? That Roach. She said, Roach Racing. I went, Roach? Hmm. Roush? She goes, might have been Roush. Yeah, whatever. Might have been Roush. <laughs> <laughs> so I call up and I'm calling Lee White, you know, and, and Lee White says, can you be down here tomorrow for a, we're doing a test. And your name's come up and we want to test you. And, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I can be there tomorrow. Yep. Let me think about this. No problem. Turn around, back down there. Yeah. I'd never driven anything V8 or anything like that. Again, it's right. back to like. The Atlanta car. I don't even yeah. know if it's five-speed or four-speed or how to shift it. Go. I don't know anything. I don't know, like, yeah. what's the RPM? I have no idea about anything. You know, I'm just as dumb as can be, and I'm up, and I know all these guys. They're all my heroes. Right. I'm yeah. like, holy shit. You know? <laughs> I don't know if you'd be able to remember this, but, like, what do you show up wearing that day? Because this is, like, the biggest thing that's ever asked, you know, come across your plate. And it's like, hey, show up for this thing. I mean, do you show up wearing, like, a tuxedo? Or are you like, I'm Dorsey Schrader, I'm in flip-flops? I actually was so 
I was tuned up mentally enough to know that I had to do, had to have the right yeah. look. You know, so I think I came with khakis and just a, a decent shirt. Right. I was really cognizant about always having the right, right. apparel. They were testing you, not only your driving ability, but they were testing, you know, they, they had fake interviews set up. Yeah. yeah. They, they were, there the was written things. There was all the stuff. They were, they were looking a lot. Yeah. You know, they yeah. were really in-depth, kind of. It wasn't just how fast yeah, can how you go out there. Yeah. I mean, here I am. I'm a, I've never even been in a Trans Am car, sure, ever. Right. I'm now going into a, a season following up five past champions. Yeah. Jack Roush, my meeting with Jack Roush. So I meet him, and I, I've never met him. I know he is, right. but I've never met him. You know, and so I'm in his office in the, the leather room. He's got this huge, yeah, over huge chairs like Napoleon thing. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, and he's like, all right, I don't know who you are. He goes, but my guys believe in you, and that means a lot to me. And he goes, and uh, he goes, they believe in you, so I will believe in you. But here's the deal. He goes, there's uh, 14 races in the, in the championship this year. He goes, I would expect you, with the equipment I'll give you, to win at least half of them. Wow. He goes, and if you don't win half of them, he goes, then I'm not going to be very impressed with you. And he goes, we'll just take it from there. And I'm like, thanks. Okay. <laughs> Copy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> well, well, nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> be a short relationship. <laughs> right, right, right. So, I mean, that's, but that's what it was like. And yeah. So, you know, and then Lee White, when we started doing testing and stuff, he was, he knew I didn't. I had no idea what I was getting into. Sure. I mean, I had never driven anything. Like Mostly powerful car I'd run was at Dodge. and I mean, Atlanta cars were quicker, but it wasn't, you know, that was the first thing like that. Yeah. And so all of a sudden now I'm with the top guys in the top tier deal. I mean, and like Jack's like, he goes, what are you getting at Dodge? I said, 75 grand. He goes, that's not enough. I'm like. I'm liking the way that sounds. That's a you know? terrible team so owner. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, so I mean, he sets me off with like a hundred and a half, and then percentage yeah. of the deal. And I'm like, whoa! In the mid '80s. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then it, it went substantial. I mean, we were making good money back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once Ford saw the, you know, once they saw a that I could drive, but b also that was marketable. Yeah. And then press like me, you know, the, the thing that paid huge dividends. You know. And the, the polish side of it, that seems to be just a, sort of a natural thing. It wasn't You didn't show up as an awkward kid and had to learn it. No. Like you just kind of always understood that. Again, I mean, had game. my entire life was patterned to do one thing. Right. Yeah. Well, you're one of those guys that everybody has the same kind of thought about Dorsey. is like, I want to get a beer with that guy. And this is at the time where it's like that's the kind of attitude in motorsports. It's like this is dangerous and we have a good time when we're not working. Yeah. And if you have a driver that can do both of those things, and that heyday of, like, tobacco money's everywhere, yeah. uh, liquor and beer money everywhere, that's a good thing to have in your back pocket where you and can it, go have and a drink was, with the boys. You were allowed to have fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what's killed racing right now. I mean, right now, it's too stuffy. Yep. Way too stuffy. Not everybody. You know, <laughs> no. But, I mean, you are allowed to have more privilege than, yeah. than now, you yeah. know. That you weren't scrutinized to the degree that yes. drivers are right now. Yeah, and, for sure. And then with that, you know, the, the Tommy Kendall, Dorsey Schrader, Jack Baldwin, Scott Pruitt wars yeah. couldn't happen now. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't do the stuff we were doing. Uh, well, I mean, the YouTube clip that we were watching last night, like, I mean, they, the broadcasters, now this is Trans Am. Yeah, uh, it but was 95. The, oh, wow, so yeah. it was 10 years later. But, like, they deliberately set up the pre-race 
to like set up this like TV made rivalry with like the MIDI music, and it's like I don't like this guy, and well, he's driving a forward, no wonder. It's like you don't hear that anymore, and there were the pre-race. Yeah. <laughs> there were, I mean, the wars were so serious yeah. back then. My contract from Ford stipulated I could never be photographed in the Chevrolet. Yeah, yeah, ever. I could sense, ride though. more. Right. Could not well, ride for the money yeah. you're making. It makes you know, sense. They right. didn't want me talking with, my, you know, when Kendall was driving for Chevy or, or yeah. Ron fellows, we weren't allowed to be friends, right. which I thought was BS. Yeah. I said they are my fr they've always been my friends. They're going to yeah. be my friends. Yeah. You know. So, um, but that's. I mean, it was it was really serious. Yeah. You know, and they were spending the kind of money to make it. Yeah, they, it was apparent. You know? <laughs> yeah. And it, and it really was a Ford Chevy. They, like Pontiac, they didn't care. Yeah, when I drove Trickle's car, it was a Pontiac. It was a Tropartic 66 Pontiac. Yeah. Pontiac was okay. Yeah. We've been in Chevy. They, nope. Yeah, not okay. Interesting. So, yeah. uh, how many races did you win that first year? Six. Oh, oh so four, how'd that go? Four in a row. Man. So, we didn't have the conversation, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get to the seventh. I should have. <laughs> I screwed up in, uh, in uh, the last race uh, of the year. I, I ended up missing a... They, SCCA was changing around the, uh, how they were doing things. They were doing inversion of the Fast Five, doing all this crazy stuff. And they did a, a pit stop where they closed the pits, and then they reopened them. I missed the pit open. So anyway, I, I went from leading the race to dead last, and I ended up coming back to third. But uh, So it kept me from winning, but it was a good show. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, okay, but, so, so I, I did almost yeah. win half of them. I okay. won Rookie okay, of the Year, close. won the Drivers' Championship, Manufacturers' Championship, which hadn't happened in a long time with Ford. Trans Am, Chevrolet quit first. They pulled out. Yeah. Without Chevrolet being there, it was me and Kendall racing against each other. Sure. One in a Tom Gloy car, one in a Roush car. Yeah. And so we were one, two, one, two, one, two, one, right, two. Right, And it was way too much money. And so they backed out of that. And IMSA, same thing happened over there. My teammate then, you know, at the second year was Robbie Gordon, who was really young then. He had just turned 18. You know, and Robbie, yeah. And so Robbie comes in and gets this ride. The head of Ford Racing, then Michael Cranifus, loves Robbie. Yeah. He's like a Robbie. Oh, oh, Calvin can tell us that. So did Max Jones. Oh, yeah. Was it? yeah, yeah, like talked that. About it as well. Yeah, yeah. It he was, wouldn't stop it was to yeah. get the ride. It was yeah. sickening. Yeah. Oh, really? It, it was sickening how bad it was. Yeah. Now, is that Robbie just understanding how to play it? No, but he was a star at that point. He was like the off-road kid and doing a lot for him as a factory. He effort. had that persona. Yeah. He had balls like a giraffe. Well, he still you does. Know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and, and, uh, <laughs> and Cranifus being European just loved that. Yeah, right. Yeah. He cost Ford Motor Company more money than any racing program they ever had. Yeah. I mean, he crashed everything. They sent him to Europe to Jackie Stewart to go to do Formula One. He destroyed their entire fleet of cars in one day. Good. Solid. Yeah, Good. Yeah. <laughs> destroyed them. Yeah. Uh, he just, you know, everything he got into, he destroyed. Right. You know, which that would be okay if, <laughs> if you were learning as you went. But you're at the... But yeah, yeah, he yeah. wasn't learning. I yeah. mean, he was doing... Eventually, you're just crashing all the time. Yeah. 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 And doing... Well, you're supposed stuff. to be at the top just level at this point. Yeah. Like, you're not yeah. developing in theory. I mean, there, he was a crasher or, or, or win guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he would win. Yeah, when I won the championship in 91, he won more races than I did. But I, I didn't win races. But you didn't wreck the car. Yeah, I didn't result. win races intentionally to... Yeah, to preserve so do what I had to yeah. do. Exactly. If you didn't win, you were deal. third yeah. or second. So, yeah. so, but I mean, Cranifus was willing to throw all of Ford's money away yeah. behind one guy, and he did. He he, he went with it. 
and guys like Calvin and, and Max and and uh, John Fergus, yeah. myself, all got all got affected by that. Yeah, you know, yeah. got canned by that. So I I decided that you know at that point NASCAR was where I, sh- I was doing IROC. Right. Because '89 I did IROC when I won the Trans Am Championship, and then '90 I got to do it again. Yeah. Now that paid. It was ten thousand bucks a race to show Just up. Just to show. IROC. Yeah. Nice. Oh. Hundred thousand yeah. bucks. Yeah. To win the race and a million to win the championship. So you can conceivably win like six races in championship and be up like, a lot. And retire. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> but I mean it was my first time it was my first time on an oval you know, and again it's it's back to the identical car thing. And and the ovals we were running then were cool. You know, you'd, so you did Daytona, you did Talladega. I mean, because those cars are basically they were heavy, heavy NASCAR with a cars. ton of power, and they started life as a NASCAR car, and, and then they, because of all the camera mounts, every car had cameras, yeah, so they right. became heavier. Made for TV deal. because they had all that yeah. crap extra stuff to them. But it was it was for a show. It was for TV. It was a package to sell. Yeah, just make it. Yeah. And it was the most fun half hour of your and scary half hour of your life. It was all for nothing. It and it was me. Okay, so you wrap up a couple championships, and you're, you're Mr. Two Frame V8 Ford guy at this point. It decided to go NASCAR racing. Right. You know, yeah. uh, that's where the money is. Sure. And Even then. Uh, had what done the, the IROC. At and, that point, it was probably like when it was really taken. Well, it was starting to really grow. Yeah, because it's what like, was, what is this? Yeah, 90? and, and the, the money was so immense. Right. You know, you didn't, all you had to do was get qualified for the race. And you're going to make more money than winning the championship in IMSA or... Right. Or, Even right. then. Yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, it was just... The, the money was just right. stupid. And what is this? Like 90... And then the residual. Yeah. 92, yeah, like, 93? Yeah. Even... Yeah. yeah. 90, early 90s yeah. through mid-90s. The money was... The residual money that came along with it with the playing cards, which I still get to this day. Really? I still get still. those all the time. Okay. There's hardly huh. a day that goes by I don't get somebody send autograph across one of those things okay and huh. so you're getting a, a percentage of that all right so our listeners are pretty passionate and they really get into it we need somebody to tweet us a dorsey schrader like a baseball playing card, card like yeah, a baseball yeah. card i got a bunch yeah, of, i mean there's, there's a yeah. bunch out there i want to no see kidding. we need these tweeted to us we need pictures if yeah. you have one at home you I got the mullet well yeah no, well, we'll, yeah, get, we'll get to that should. we'll get to that that's a that's a topic god yeah. intended i mean all yeah. of a sudden you could if you fart the loudest or smelliest in nascar that's worth 100 grand Right. <laughs> you don't got to do anything but that. You know, right. That's how much money was available. Right. right. I mean, it's anything. Anything you do, it's worth something. Yeah. Okay. You know? And so that that was a different from sports car racing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different deal. So I went over there and, and took a deal. The bad news was that it, it cost exactly the same amount of dollars to sponsor Dorsey Schrader as it did Dale Earnhardt senior uh-huh. right yeah, yeah. Right. i was no less expensive or yeah. more expensive yeah. it cost the same amount of money yeah so yeah. finding that money was hard right it wasn't that easy you know yeah. but I, they did keep putting me in positions right me and robbie gordon both ended up going to daytona for the 500 and roush was building the engines and I, they had switched me around to um to uh drive for junior donnelly and so um qualify third from the 500, so I start Whoa. the 125 on the front row, you know. Okay. So now I'm like, now I'm up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy yeah. crap! Now yeah. what do I do? Then I'm up here, you know. So ended up running that race the whole time, 
didn't have a great pit crew. So every time we came in, we'd fall back and yeah. ran all day. Didn't wreck. Jack bet me that I couldn't run the race without having a wreck, and I bet him I would. <laughs> and so I almost wrecked, but I got <laughs> but I got through it. And anyway, ended up 14th in Daytona uh, 500. Okay, yeah, and yeah, that's 14 pretty awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nice <laughs> and it paid more money than winning the championship in IMSA, <laughs> which was the GTO championship that year. Well, and that's no when I knew. I said, you know, I got to start doing this. Uh -huh. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so at what point does the mustache show up? Oh, no, that was early. Mustache showed up. I'm not even sure when I started growing that. It was there forever. Mm -hmm. I didn't shave the mustache until I was going to Lamar one year. And um, I had realized it, but half my mustache was turning silver. Oh, boy. Ah, <laughs> and yeah. the other half wasn't. <laughs> so I was doing the dye thing, like, yeah. till, till, ah, yeah, yeah. Sure. till tried sure. for a while. Yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> the dye thing wasn't happening either. You know, being just a <laughs> redneck country guy. You're like, wait a second. You know, that, that was, I was like, let's no. just embrace this. Because yeah, yeah. I, I get the feeling that, like, of all people that I can think of that have done the transition, sports car racing to stock car racing, you showed up, and I don't, I don't, I bet nobody minded. Like, I, I, I could just see Dale Earnhardt seeing you being like, nice, this guy gets it. He's fine. Yeah, this guy Dale gets was it. pretty cool. Yeah. We got along right away. All right. Now, first, very first Iraq race, I think, was um, Daytona. And, um, I'm not afraid to draft somebody, so you know I said I'm cool with that. Came to play, you know. So I, I got there, and next thing you know, we're like he's on the he's leading like he always is, and I'm behind him. So I said I'm I'm gonna help him. So I, I'm gonna bump it. So I ran. I just hit just the out of him, but I was in the trial <laughs> when I did. Oh boy. Oh yeah. Okay. So anyway, he came up afterwards and he said, um, "All right." He goes, "Here's the deal." He goes, "I know you're trying to help." He goes, "The whole bump drafting thing." He goes. That's cool. Don't do it there. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the right place. Sorry, <laughs> Mr. The Dale. <laughs> he was he was so much fun. Yeah. He told like that when I did the qualifying run for Daytona, I think he qualified fifteenth, I qualified third. And so but I was running after that run, you know, I'd run like hundred and ninety three and the car was rock solid. Rock solid. And uh, and so we didn't change anything went out to run the next morning and that was drafting practice pretty much and i'm out there running and i'm by myself you know you you, you stage yeah, on pit lane yeah but if guys don't want to run with you because you're a rookie they you're if you go the they won't go yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah you know so then yeah. you're by yourself you can't do it is so yeah. that what happened yeah. so i'm running around by myself but i'm running faster than everybody on the track even the guys that are bunched up i'm still not running so jimmy's like okay you're gonna have to slow down let these guys catch you because you're too fast i'm like too fast. Yeah, what does that Can't mean? Can't be too I fast. I don't know what that means. You know? <laughs> so finally he says, no, nope, you, you know, you have to see what the car does. So I back off throttle. It just, I see this big pack of cars back there. So I back off completely, and I go back onto it. And that was too much. And oh, they're coming. <laughs> and yeah. here's Ern and Earnhardt's in the front of that pack. And I'm, I'm going down the back straightaway toward you know, NASCAR 3. And they're coming, you know. <laughs> And they are coming like a like ton, a and I'm like yeah. flat, and I'm yeah. on the bottom of the I'm racetrack, sorry, I'm sorry. and I'm like, yeah. here they come. And the first thing that happens is that's really weird, is that the pressure inside the car changes. Oh yeah, yeah, you know? sure. And sure. the rear window will start yep. banging yep. against the strips that hold it in. Bam, 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 bam. But I had the I had the mullet, so the mullet is <laughs> like beating on the back of my neck. You know, I'm like, uh oh, <laughs> about to get real. You know, so I'm coming through three and coming through four. And Earnhardt's down, and we're on the bottom. And we come off the bottom, 
And as soon as he gets, I mean, he just comes right next to me, right behind me. And my car goes like somebody jacked it up in the rear. And I went, and it just goes completely sideways. I like full opposite lock, and I put the clutch in. Because I remember I, remember I did that. At, they, they would get wheel hop and all this. I put the clutch in and disconnected the rear from it, which let, let it settle down. So I shook off. I waved off, dropped down, saved the car, <laughs> myself, <laughs> you know, and I go back to the garage. I'm, like, talking like Michael Jackson high, yeah. and I'm like, did you see a f***ing scene? Did you see? <laughs> you know, and like, yeah, bring it in. We'll take care of it. So I go back to the pits, and we're, like, where Don Levy is is right across from Earnhardt always had the same garage. And back in the old Daytona, they had that. The driver's lounge yeah. was was there, so he's right across it. So I pull in there, and I'm not kidding. I'm about to piss myself. I'm going straight to the bathroom. Yeah. I go over there, and as soon as I come out, Earnhardt's come in off his qualifying run, and he's been waiting. Mm -hmm. He's just waiting for me. He's looking straight at me, you know, <laughs> and he's like, "Come here." <laughs> I'm going, "Oh shit!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I do now? So I go over there, and I'm like. Yeah, he goes. What the f was that? <laughs> I went. It was goddamn near a big wreck. He goes. You're not kidding. It was nearly a big wreck. He goes. And you know what? You would have wrecked all of us too, you dumbass. He goes. What the f was that? I said. What? He says. What? He goes. What kind of spoiler was on that car? I said. What we've been running like 32 degrees. And he said. Come here. And he grabbed me with my earlobe hard, and like drugged me across to his car. Goes over to the garage, to the yeah. toolbox. Yeah. Grabs an angle gauge, slaps it on the spoiler. He goes, read that. And I'm like, 46 degrees. He goes, right. He goes, <laughs> he goes 46 degrees. You got 32. You think you're a better driver than me? I went, no, sir. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So he's like, he's in my face, big time. Yeah. He goes, you tell that old son of a bitch over there. I don't care what kind of spoiler or springs you got on that thing. He goes, if I lifted your rear tires this high in the air, he goes, I don't give a shit what setup's on that car. He yeah. goes, if he won't give you that spoiler, when you get down there in the pit lane, you get out and kick that son of a bitch. <laughs> 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 like, yes, sir. <laughs> you got it, buddy. <laughs> that was awesome. And did you? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I made that mistake ever yeah. again. No. Yeah. That was the thing about him. He was, he was, we liked him. It was cool. Yeah. But he would be unmerciful. That uh, kind of jumping off topic a little bit. Today, you're kind of in the uh, series official business with driving stewards and whatnot. And that's a great example of how drivers can police themselves if you have sort of a big dog on campus yeah. and just sort of everybody yeah. understands the natural order of things. Yeah. Have a little bit of schoolyard logic. Um, how, do you, how do you feel how that plays today? I approach that looking at all the years of what I did. You know, I thought, I don't like the officiating the way it, it, it's going. I don't like what's happened to road racing in a lot of different areas. And I thought, well, maybe, maybe, you know, I can go in here and, and make a change. Sure. Make a difference. Not a change necessarily, but certainly make a difference. And one of the things was like looking at things from a driver's standpoint, you know, not from an official standpoint. I know what. I know what's going on over there. It's not always the way those guys see it. You know, if they haven't been behind the wheel, if they haven't been in combat, if they haven't done the things, then they don't know what to talk yeah. about. Yeah, I believe that. I believe that 100%. You know. yeah. And so what I found out is that I make a difference there, but I can't make 
as much a difference there as I'd like to, only because things are not the same anymore. I mean, the driver aid stuff, the balance of performance stuff, which are the two worst things that ever happened to racing. Yeah. You know, they destroyed racing. I, I can't stop them. Right. You right. know. But if you took them away, if you took the driver aids away, then guys with talent would show up. Yep. You know, guys that were able to, to shift a car and, and to make the car react to things that they're doing versus react to what the computer allows the car to do would make a difference. Um, but that's the car of today, unfortunately. I mean, that's what streetcars are even on. Well, yeah, it's sort of an unsolvable problem because even if you did away with it, somebody will find a way to achieve it. Well, and that's, yeah. that's why it ended up where it was, is because people did find a way to right, cheat it. Right, exactly. You know, and since they couldn't police it, they had to allow they for it. They had to it. say it, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, not to say that that's right, but that's the quite honestly, that's what happened. The officiating part is um, not gratifying. As a driver, how many race director run-ins did you have? Not, not a huge amount. You know, um, Charlie Earwood, who I think everybody should pattern themselves after, who's a steward. Um, I had a run-in with him. Um, is that Terry's dad? Terry's dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you mean Diddy? I, I ignored <laughs> like 11 of his black flags until <laughs> my crew chief said it was time for to come in so he, right. he could take care of the right. car because he wasn't able to up till then. And so my explanation to Terry's dad as to why I had missed those little 10, I thought there was only one. <laughs> so I get out of the car and there's this little messenger girl so Mr. Earwood wants to see you on the third floor. Yeah. I go up there. So I actually, it was at night in the 24 hours. So I got some mud and stuff and put it on my eyes and I tried to make myself look tired and I went up there. <laughs> <laughs> and although I was friends with Terry, I hadn't met CL before. So I go up there <laughs> and I'm, he goes, uh, so, he goes, tell me about how did you miss those 11 flags? I said, what flags? And he goes, the 11 black flags. I said, I just got the black flag. He goes, I know. For the 11th time. <laughs> so anyway, it starts off like that. I start telling him how tired I am. And, oh, it's been you know, that, I'm, I, that I'm, I've just driven like a four-hour stint, and it's gone from daylight to nighttime, and my eyes aren't adjusting like they used to. So he lets me go on, and I go on, and I go on. And he's smiling, and he's kind of joking. I'm like, cool, guy's cool. I'm good, you know. So I think I'm in. And then he starts, you know, I used to drive a Porsche. And I went, really? He goes, yeah. And he goes, my first one was a 356. I bought that back in 19. And he starts. And he's like, then I went to a 911, a brown one. Have you seen it? I went, no, no, I've seen it. Terry, tell you about it? No. Then it's now, now we're 45 minutes in and we're right. just getting to the third car. Right. And I'm like, going, I'm so <laughs> I am so totally <laughs> So on he goes, on he goes, on he goes. And finally he says, it's funny about your eyes. He goes, because that's exactly what happened to me. He goes, as I got older, my eyes became a problem. He goes, you know what I had to do? I said, no. He goes, these. <laughs> He's wearing glasses. He goes, I had to buy these. He goes, you know what these cost? I said, nope. He goes, these cost $100. He goes, and that's exactly what that bullshit story just cost you. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was the coolest damn thing. Yeah. I have a story that I've heard about you, and you can either confirm, deny, or correct me on. Does the does does if I said the words jet ski, houseboat, <laughs> okay, up? Oh, does that bring up a story? Real. Lots of stories. <laughs> <laughs>
I had this houseboat, <laughs> which was really cool. 69 River Queen, 40-foot, single engine. Nice. I had the very first jets of the Sea-Dews, 88, I believe it was. Still have it. I ended up blowing the drive off of the houseboat somehow. I don't remember exactly what happened there, but it, the drive was shot. It wouldn't, so I had no propulsion. So, I, I, so it's just this floating house. 40-foot steel. Yeah, yeah. It's just kind of <laughs> so moving and swimming. And this is at... Uh, Lake of the Ozarks. Yeah, Lake of the Ozarks. So right. I, I put the Sea-Doo in the water and hooked it to a rope to the front, and I was going to tow it to the dock. From a ski doo Yeah, from a li- the smallest a one ever made. A with a sea with a very small sea the smallest one ever made. Yeah. All right. So it's a, it's a little bitty one. It's a little single-person one. So Not like the ones that are today. On a scale of drunk to, a, like... Oh, 11. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't that, even finish the sentence. That's good. That's all yeah, I want. No, okay, so okay. That, when I would try to pull it, right. you know, you had to give a pretty fair amount of throttle to try to keep the nose of the houseboat going the right way. Yeah, yeah. Since nobody's in the houseboat. And the Sea-Doo turned into like a corkscrew. It would... It would sort of wind I up refused there, yeah. to give up on it. <laughs> Damn right. It'd come back up every once in a while. I'd grab it there. And well, you've been going. drinking. You're like, this yeah. is going to yeah, work. I can make it this work. Yeah. Yeah. What could possibly go wrong? It was pretty amazing. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of commotion you can just, as you're screwing kind yourself into the water. Right. On the end of the thing. <laughs> there were worse things. Sure. That happened. I left that at... Um, at a bar. The CD <laughs> or the whole thing? No, the whole thing. Okay. No, not the whole thing. Right. Houseboat. So I tied it up at the bar. Oh, okay. Okay. Took the sea over my buddy's JT's house. Okay. Jeff Tillman? Yep. Yep. So I go over to JT's house, which is about a couple miles away. Okay. Decide, go out on his boat. So leave the sea there. Go party around all day on that boat. And you're already hammered. Oh, way hammered. Okay. So we party till that. It might have been by three o'clock in the afternoon. Now, the next day. No, still that same. Okay, same day, same so day. All right, yeah, yeah. And so, end up getting somehow back to my house for some reason, and got my Thunderbird. Took the Thunderbird out. Good, good. Don't know where that ended up right away, but anyway, that this all makes sense. So, yeah. went back, got the motorcycle. <laughs> had the motorcycle. So anyway, how many vehicles can I turn on? <laughs> up? So I got. Everything pretty much I own is somewhere. It's like idling somehow. <laughs> and we party all night, and we had this big, huge deal going on. And I don't know how I got home, but I did get home. But I wasn't wearing my clothes. Right. I was wearing somebody else's clothes. How close oh. is my story? So, oh, oh, wow. Okay. That's so even better. I wake up downstairs with a pretty good hangover in somebody else's clothes, and I look very much like MC Hammer. All right. So amazing. Yeah. You look yeah, amazing. Yeah. yeah. I must yeah. have danced with MC Hammer. That only logically. Since oh, I thought you meant black. You woke up black. Uh, no, no, not yet. Just the outfit. No, it's still okay. short too. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so ultimately, <laughs> I hear the phone ringing. I'm like, okay, where's the phone? I can't find the phone. I find finally find the phone, which is under the couch. It's not my phone. <laughs> it's, it's Curtis Francois. Yeah. Yeah. Who owns? St. Louis Gateway, Gateway International. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. So yeah. I, I answered, I said, who is this? And he says, it's Kurt. I said, Kurt, I've got your phone. He goes, I know, i got your phone. <laughs> I said, you got my pants? <laughs> Do you have my pants? <laughs> he, goes, <laughs> he goes, I think I might have your pants. I have your wallet. I went, cool. Holy I shit. said, were you dressed like MC Hammer? <laughs> he goes, no. I went, oh, <laughs> you got more problems. These are your clothes. <laughs> so, like, 
have you seen my Thunderbird? He goes, that's at JT's house. I said, houseboat? Backwater Jacks. Cool. Uh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Motorcycle? Nope. Sea-Doo? Nope. Damn. Got more problems. <laughs> so this was like a typical day at the weekend at the lake. So this was a week ago. No. <laughs> yeah, we had quite the deal going back then <laughs> at the yeah. lake. Okay, so that's one story. Now, the other, this is like a legend, and uh, I, I thought it was four hours bottle of throttle. No. You're not the bottle of throttle guy? No. Everybody thinks you are. I'm good to go. <laughs> <laughs> no time like the present. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah, no, uh, everybody, like everybody will say like, yeah, you know Dorsey's rule. Four hours like bottle four of throttle. Four hour or five hours bottle of throttle. He never timed it out. It's <laughs> <laughs> not an exact science. Remember, had an opportune time, Road Atlanta, Trans Am race weekend. We used to go down and see this Elvis impersonator in Lake Lanier. Well, this houseboat that was next to our houseboat had three girls on it. Good. Good odds. Good odds. So three girls. I went, yep. Yep. I'm on that one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going that Pure way. Pure mathematical equation. Yeah. So I left with them, and then... I remember somewhere around 6 in the morning, waking up kind of naked on top of the boat and, like, looking at my watch the and, boat. like, going, yeah. it's, like, 6 in the morning, and I think our first section's at 8, which <laughs> is, like, practice before the race. So I got to go. So I'm trying to get these girls up. I go, come on, we're going to go back, Doc. Got to go back there. Got to go. And they're all passed out. So, I, so I, I'm on Lake Lanier in somebody else's houseboat, and I don't know where. So I drove off. In the boat? In the boat. Yeah, like, here I we go. I drove to wherever I could find, got out of the boat, Get yourself got back to Terry's house quickly, no shower, haul ass to the racetrack, and our truck driver at the time, Rick Pennington, I said, Rick, as soon as I showed up, he went, oh, no. I went, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I said, open your cab and let me sleep in there for like 15 minutes. Right. You know, as I so. When everybody's going, he's dead. There's no way. I kicked their ass so bad. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I got in the car. I what? You know. Yeah, yeah. Destroyed. Just destroyed him. <laughs> yeah. Won the race. Did that. I figured it'd be like a mercy killing if I died in that wreck. Yeah. Right. Because right. I felt so bad. I yeah, said yeah. I just want this over. And like, <laughs> I was really fast. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, At that point, kill you just me don't fast. care. Just get this shit over yeah. with. Yeah. Yeah. I was. <laughs> I like it. That did happen. So uh, one of my favorite t- teams as a kid, like like when I look back at my childhood of like who I wanted to be when I grew up and what team I wanted to drive for was Dyson Racing with the Riley and Scotts. And you got to run with those guys. Give me the best James Weaver story because he's like my favorite driver as a kid. Him and Butch, those are like the guys, right? James is strange. Guy, really good sense of humor. Yeah. Very tight with Rob. When I went there, there weren't necessarily team orders. But it was pretty well understood that James was the guy, you know. And I wasn't in there trying to take James's place. I was in between what I was, you know, where I was at. But being competitive, you know, I, I wanted to win. And I wasn't told I couldn't win yet. So, you know, it got fiercely competitive. James would, was really good with car setup. And he's also really, really good with, with strategy, thinking things through. Um, I was more, you know, just spur of the moment kind of guy. You know, just deal with what I got and get the best of it. And um, 
So James would set his car up one way, and I would set, you know, I, I didn't necessarily agree with his way. I could certainly drive it like that, but it took me a long time to understand what he was doing. And he would, like, one of the things that he'd do would be change the car, just drastically change the car between qualifying and the race. Um, not only downforce, but gear ratio. He changed a lot of stuff, you know. I'm like, what are you doing? You know, what, what, everything was good before, you know. Why are we doing this? You know, making a new car out of... But, you know, his strategy was very sound. I mean, he, he essentially, we're not going to go as fast in the race as we did in qualifying. We're not going to... We're going to run for longer durations of time on the tires, so we need a different setup. We need different gear ratios because we're going to be in traffic. You know, and it was it made sense. It was really good. But, you know, going up against him when you weren't necessarily supposed to be faster, you had to be sneaky about doing it. Otherwise, it wouldn't stick. <laughs> I remember we were at Watkins Glen, and I, I, was fa- I was fast at the Glen always, you know. So I went out and ran three laps, and I'm on the pole. So Max Crawford calls me in. He, he comes, come on in. And so I, so. James goes out, beats my time, you know, right away he beats the time, and, and um, I'm, I, I see it, you know, I know it, he's gone quicker, and I'm like, and, you know, they won't let me go, I'm like, come on, we gotta go, I can do better than that, that wasn't, that wasn't my best, I, I, I could put a better lap into that, and uh, and Max is like, no, 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 we got a fuel leak, he goes, we got a big fuel leak back here, I'm working on it, he goes, I might get you out for a lap, but hold on, you know, we're working on it, I'm like, damn, you know, and I'm looking at the time, it's like a 15 minute qualifying, I'm like, we're out of time. I, there's no way. And so he goes, I can get you one lap, maybe one lap, you know. He goes, okay, go. You know, so, and I'm out there. So I end up getting pole, you know, infuriated. <laughs> I mean, I did that twice that year, three times that year. But he got really pissed. I mean, he was like, you're jeopardizing the whole championship, you know, blah, blah, blah. Because I got the points for it also. I was talking with and Max goes, you don't get it, man. He goes, we got to do it. We got to play it this way. You're not going to win a race. If we, we don't back our way into it, we got to trick them into it, you know? I'm like, well, nobody told me that. You know? <laughs> I was trying to be P1. <laughs> yeah. But James is always funny. You know, he, he's always sense of humor. He was much, much, much more in-depth. He, he would write a complete review of every single race and turn it into Rob and turn it into Pat. And it was in-depth. I mean, it was everything that happened throughout the weekend, plus suggestions for next year if you go back gearing every i mean just it was so complete that's when i knew i mean this, this dude's so so serious and i'm like god i couldn't do that you know that's just i couldn't do that I'd never be able to do that so not that you're are you are you retired like never officially i was gonna say was there a moment or is it just yeah, yeah. don't do it i don't enjoy that um well here like driving in hsr in a race there, the half hour, 45 minute race. Yeah, love it. Yeah, it's great. But if I got to do a two hour, three hour stint, don't love it. <laughs> you know, copy that. You know, it's like not in shape for it. Don't want to get in shape for it. Yeah, you I know? get that. Yeah, it's too much work. Done it. You've done yeah. it. You've already, yeah. yeah. The work is what people don't understand. Yeah. You have to get yourself in mental shape and in physical shape, and you have to stay that at that top level to be at the top level. And that takes a huge commitment. You know, you got to give up your outside life to do that. You know, you, you've got to be, you got to, that's got to be everything to you, you, you know. And, and at some point in my life, I said, okay, I've, I've done this for 35, 40 years. You know, I want to go 
do something different. Do whatever. You know, yeah. I won't be stupider yet. <laughs> it, it was really a big disappointment not to go to Lamar. Sure. You know, I really wanted to do that. Um, all the years I did it for TV, like 12, 13 years, I never got to drive it. Yeah. Now, it's just another race, but it's just a point. Mm-hmm. Just a, you know, something yeah. that would have been neat. My, my criteria for giving up was if I couldn't be competitive anymore. Yep. And I knew I couldn't be competitive or if I couldn't make a living anymore. Yeah. That, that was That's a part of it. Big deal. You yeah. know. And then, you know, so it was, or I just wasn't having fun to the degree that I just wasn't worth it. Yeah. And all of those were playing in a little at a time, yeah. you know, and that kind of was just, that was just enough. You know, that was, that was it. All right, this is something we used to ask years ago, or uh, years ago, actually two years ago. Uh, thinking through all the years, and like Trans Am, where like you guys were allowed to be guys, and it was rivalries and wars and all that. Yeah. Who was the one guy that, that... I already know the answer, but go okay, ahead. Okay, who was yeah. the one guy that you you wanted to punch in the face? Paul Genelosi. Boom! Oh, yeah. That is exactly who I thought. That's okay. exactly who I thought. He was the rudest... Worst, condescending. Yeah, just yeah, bad guy. Right. Period. I, that, that's the best thing you can say about him. I mean, everybody raced different. Yeah, sure. You know, everybody had different circumstances, too, during their tenure. I mean, Kendall's car of the year, he won all those races, was not an equal car to the others. Sure. That's a very sound and nice way of saying, okay. you know, there's apples and apples, and that wasn't an apple. Okay. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, and, and there was times I had that same, you know, yeah, same, same be, advantage. Yeah, it's going to be on the other foot sometimes. And that's okay. And that's before BOP. And that's why, you know, it made it okay because guys were developing things. And if you had if you had the right niche, if, you, if your team came up with a magic deal for that short period of time until everybody figured it out, you had a very good advantage, very big advantage, you know. But you also knew who you could trust to race at what level right? and who you couldn't. Yeah. And there's guys you'd put your life on the line with, uh, and there's guys that you, you couldn't do that with. Right. You right. know, and with me and Ron Fellows, I would trust the guy with a gun to my head, you know. I mean, we, we would run as hard as two people could ever run, but we would not – Intentionally, and not actually, I can't even say unintentionally because it never happened. Yeah, I mean, we solid. we just we just had good 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 fight, right? And 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 in saying that, and looking back at a career that is forty something years, right? The the races I remember and cherish the most are very seldom the ones I won. It's usually ones I didn't win that they had a great battle that I that I gave everything yeah, I had yeah. with a good car. And got beat by somebody that either did better than I did or had a, a better combination. But it doesn't make any difference. It, right. was, it was still, you know, it's it was a throwdown. That's what was so good about Trans Am back then, is that you would run that hard with somebody and and at the end of it be just totally spent. Yeah. And, and happy as hell. Right. right. No matter which way it went. You know, it was just like, that was just the coolest thing I ever did in my right. life. So on the other side of who you would, you know, punch in the face, who is your go-to guy when you're like, all right, it's 5 p.m., track is cold, we're drinking, me and you, 
who's going with you to the bar? Nobody would play as hard as I would. Well, that's fair. I that's somehow fair. believed this. That, yeah, that, yeah. that was the deal. But I mean, who was like Kendall? Would, now the, yeah, the Chevy TK. guys had tried it. They'd out go out and try to buy me shots and get me drunk. Ah, okay, oh. That just made me quicker. They finally they learned that. They, they said, that. That's as not working. Yeah, yeah. You're not let's try fire. With let's fire. try to play like we hate him. Then you know, um, close the bar down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, pretty much I was a loner. Believe it or not. I mean, I, I, I tended to be that way. I, I um, To get the job done, I, I alienated myself intentionally from pretty much everybody. I, I, I don't think I was... I was nice in front of everybody in social to media, but outside-wise, I, I, I really didn't... I didn't hang with anybody. You know, I, I, didn't, I didn't want to be close with anybody. I just had, you know, a job to do. Well, the only guy I could ever hang with was Larry Gunselman. Wait, what? <laughs> Larry Gunselman. <laughs> what? No, no, okay, well, hold on. Honestly, Larry that's his real name. Okay. Larry Gunselman. He is uh, a NASCAR know owner. Yeah, driver. Yeah. Know him well. yeah. He's a neighbor. Okay. Down in the old Florida Keys. He's down there cleaning up his mess right now. No, none of this is bullshit. None of this is bullshit. This is all real. He is a... <laughs> this kind of changes things. This changed things a it lot. It does, because he is an engineer for Boeing. What? <laughs> yes. Gunsoman! <laughs> what? Okay. So he, um, he just went back to work last year for Boeing. Is he on oh, Twitter? Wow. He, sorry? Is he on Twitter? He's a Boeing engineer. Probably. He's like doing he's probably work. On Twitter. I hope not. Okay. <laughs> he's wow. in for a surprise. He's actually he's a pretty good guy. He, he um, Don't tell us that. He got he got NASCAR out. Oh. Yeah, and then podcasted out. He kind of got labored. <laughs> he got labored he Gunselman out. Gunselman. <laughs> he got Gunselman. Yeah. None of this is, but I like this isn't rehearsed. This no, is a real this moment. Is hap- this yeah. is happening. This is for real. I'm probably the only guy that knows him. But yeah, we literally went with this. Well, place. Dario knows he, him. Yeah, well, he knows like Fat Jack and all the guys in the Keys because he hangs out with us. Sure. Yeah. No. Well, we uh, we went with this joke, figuring like he'd hear about nobody, it for years and yeah. no one knew him. Right. No. But of course, Wait, like, guess number five. <laughs> of if anybody yeah. would know him. Gunselman. Yeah. Okay. Well, Larry Gunselman. This is gonna get even better. He lives. Uh, in Little Torch Keys, same place I do. Okay. He's on the other side of the street from me. He's on the on the Gulf side. I'm on the Atlantic side. You know how his house so, did in Irma? Yeah, I, I can know right where he's at. Okay. I mean, but like, how does how do he hold up in Irma? Uh his shed. Now you're about to make it his feel shed, bad. His shed didn't hold up very well. I think his house is okay. Okay. But I bet it's flooded because this is a one-story house and it's ground level. Okay. So. I mean, like, distance-wise, can you throw something and hit his property? No. no uh, but. Um, mile, maybe. Oh God, you really do know this guy. Oh, <laughs> He's not that far. Okay. Things just changed. Okay. All right. Episode five for whatever six. What are we on? Okay, so basically the, like him, the joke was because Dario, when he got he, he broke got Gunselman, he got Gunselman. All right. Um, uh, when he broke his ankle in the NASCAR crash, he Larry got came and drilled him later. <laughs> yeah, Gunsel. Nice. <laughs> That's what he got. <laughs> so that was we were like, oh well, that guy like he probably doesn't even exist anymore. Like, like uh, he's not in the scene. He's not a person. Yeah, and so we made there. the councilman thing, and then you actually know the guy. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. I just yeah. talked to him yeah. last week. Cool. Well, yeah. you, well, don't like, give anything away. You can speak for us when it's like, hey, do you know what the f- this thing is with my <laughs> like, name? Yeah, they're just being funny. He'd actually so. get a kick out of it. Oh, he's gonna him. have to. <laughs> yeah. He's got no choice. He can. So basically, what we've done is we've turned the, the word gunsman into anything. Right. Yeah. yeah. Anything bad. Oh, just 
So when, when people see you in our intro video, they're going to go, oh, shit. Yeah. Especially <laughs> like Calvin Fish or Max Jones. Yeah, yeah, Max yeah. for sure. He's got dirt. <laughs> All right, go. Go. And, 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 go. and Tommy. Yeah. We, okay, give we, us. We uh, ran hard. <laughs> <laughs> that group right there. So we've established that Genelosi was a, was a problem. Yeah. Uh, for everybody. You were a loner in your, in your day. Pretty much, I, you know, I stayed to myself. Yeah. Um, it was weird that way because I, I, as a protection for me, I think, I just alienated myself from feeling. Sure. With people, wives included. Yeah. You know, I, I, I just, I, I just couldn't, you know. I had a different way of looking at it. I'd see somebody wreck, I was, I was glad they wrecked. Yeah, right, yeah. You know, that's a didn't, position. Didn't bother me. Yeah. That's the one thing I think that people, that I tricked people on. <laughs> you know, I think everybody got the party part, yeah. which I was pushing that, but I don't think they really got the serious part. Sure. Now, I, I don't think I played the serious part at all in public, you know, yet it would have not been able to happen without being serious about it. You know, there was too many decisions that needed to right. be made. Yeah, you got to do the job. And there was too much stuff that had to be done that, you know, so I, I don't think they, I, I, I put that persona out there and lived up to it to the best <laughs> of my ability. Right. Got to keep up appearances. But in, in realism, to stay in physical shape and to stay in mental shape and to, to, to get to the level, it took, it, it took a complete commitment, you know, to do that. And, but I never showed that. I don't think I, I never portrayed that. I think really close people to me knew it. But so you, you get your first job uh, driving for, for Chrysler. You get the $75,000 salary. What's the big thing you go out and buy right away? That boat. The boat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Houseboat. You're like, yeah. I named that. I named it Winning Season. Nice. Okay. And, and uh, that was my first big purchase. I, that, ironically, that boat and uh and the sea were the same year and i think i bought a four-wheeler uh, yeah. nice. which yeah. i also still i am a pack rat i'd never get rid of anything <laughs> i still have that same four-wheeler also nice. nice a group of guys like those are we ruled the lake. yeah i was going to yeah. kind of reference this so you you've mentioned the name jt a few times that's jeff tillman jeff tillman who died in a boat wreck in, in key west a couple, five years ago yeah a couple years ago yeah uh, he got killed there um we were good running buddies. Yeah. We've known each other for a long, long time. At one point in time, we were we ruled the roost. Yes. And the roost yeah. was a big roost. It's right, not, yeah. right, right. Yeah. But like, it, it sounds mean, like it's the worst way. Like, you were the bad boy pack. Well, like, oh, oh, we no, were the bad boy pack. To paint, to paint the picture that I was told from Mike and then just some working with these guys, you had Dorsey Schrader, who's like the big race car guy, owns a bar, Dorsey's Pit Stop, on the lake. Always a good thing when you're trying to meet ladies. Um, you're running with Jeff Clinton who is, at the time, Grey Eagle Distributors, one of the biggest uh, right. Budweiser distributors in the world. Yep. Um, he, the reason the Rams had a stadium was their family, if, if I recall correctly. That's a big, that's a player right there. Oh, the big Clinton gun. family. Yeah, yeah. Then you have Jeff Tillman, who, you know, uh, he runs in that same category. Self-made millionaire. Yeah, self-made yeah. millionaire. Curtis Francois, who is currently the guy that owns Gateway International, and also, you know, wealthy businessman, likes to play, likes to have a good time. We and, did all of us race. Yeah, you know, everybody raised something sometime yeah. somewhere. Yeah, we we 
defied all odds. And yeah. What I was told is you guys used to take all your boats out into like the co what's it called? The Party Cove. Party Cove yeah. and tie them all together. That's and it. it was literally you just walk from one boat to the next. Yeah, for miles. For miles. And yeah. you just 8,000 8, boats. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is like a floating. You got to step party. over the people having sex on the boat right. during the day. Yes, yes. So those are the stories I first heard about yeah. you guys back in the day. And that's, <laughs> I mean, that that still goes on down there to this day. I mean, it's a, it's the boat brigade is huge. You know, it's the fastest boat. Like I said, the fast boats in the world. Some of the biggest boats are there. It's a, it's, it's a haven. You know, for a, a, a bachelor guy. We have the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. We have the St. Louis Cardinal cheerleaders. Of we course have the Kansas City World cheerleaders and, all and on the boat. We, we kind of glossed over, but you were—you also had a bar. Yeah, I had a, I had a the, huge bar. Right. Yeah, great, so you're team, the guy. I built that and ran it for 12 years. It was the hardest, most unfun time I've ever had in my life. <laughs> <laughs> it was a monstrous. Did it work? Oh yeah, but it was it was so much more. No, no, I mean, like it worked for yeah, yeah the reasons was, you want on a bar. It was yeah. I started. I bought it. I bought the property from what a bar used to be when I was a kid, and started building it back. And I wanted to do a five-year program and, and get it really big and sell it, and that yeah. was all doing really well until the economy tanked. Yeah. Okay. And then so it ended up taking twelve years, but it went from nothing to a fifty-two thousand square wow. foot. 1,200 person, yeah. you know, yeah. I could put 10 of these in there. Where we are now. 12 yeah. years to 12 steps. And I, but it was so <laughs> much work. You feel better? I do. You got that out. I, I got yeah. it out. It's the Lake of the Ozarks. It would be impossible not to get late. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually their tourist yeah. slogan. Yeah. And you clearly feet. don't know me. Yeah. <laughs> I Basically, you know, if you just fake the heart attack and lay down, yeah. somebody screw you. <laughs> Sean, I found my place. All right, we got to go back to St. Louis, yeah. Missouri. It's so, it's, a, it's a fun environment. Right. <laughs> yeah, sounds like it. Yeah, yeah. So we do a pass along question on the show, and earlier today we had lunch with Robin Miller. Yeah, yeah. Who you know pretty well because he had some and interesting. He questions. knows you. <laughs> he knows you. Uh, first question from Robin Miller was: uh, Have you made more passes at the bar or at the track? <laughs> ah, that's a damn good question. I would say at the bar was never a problem. <laughs> really? Yeah. So you had more unsuccessful passes on the track? Yeah, probably. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, problem. Second okay. question, normally we only allow one, but this one was uh, worthy of, of two. Has your dream of ever making a porn ever come true? Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 so tomorrow we're having lunch with uh, Ryan Lewis. He's an English kid that lives over here now. Tried to make a go at the IndyCar scene, raced Atlantics, and currently races sports cars, sometimes in IMSA LMPC class and, and prototypes and things like that. Are you familiar with Mac Lamore? He's part of a hip-hop group He's as well. He's also a hip-hop singer. No. Um, any question you could think to ask Ryan Lewis from Dorsey Strader? Hmm. He's also English and about four foot eight. <laughs> What's he going to do when he grows up? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty solid. 
<laughs> okay, so your era of motorsports was notorious for rental car destruction. Oh my God. Go. <laughs> yeah, yes, go. With one of ten stories. Yeah. Yeah, lots of stories there. Yeah. There used to be a deal between the Ford and Chevy guys, and I don't know who started, but I suspect it was Kendall, <laughs> who was a Chevy guy at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, he, he switched over to Ford later, but so if you're like going to work in the morning and you're driving your rental car and you got a coffee between your legs and you're just like not paying attention and one of the Chevy guys would catch you unaware, they would hit you in the quarter panel and spin you into a ditch. <laughs> I, I tried to. You know, I if like you didn't it. see they would him attempt, attempt to murder you. Right. Yeah. right. And yeah. so there was always this ongoing war, yeah. you know, of doing that. Yeah. But one day but who could pit maneuver the who, other one? Who could yeah. destroy someone else's yeah. car? I think Kando mistook me <laughs> and and ended up getting uh, uh, who was it? It was uh, Stu Hayner. Oh, nice. Oh, anyway, okay, good job. He, yeah. spun, he spun Hayner into the ditch who had not taken the insurance policy. Oh, because you can't. Well, and, you know so, at this point. Yeah, so he like, wasn't happy. Okay. There, was an, there was this ongoing war <laughs> of Ford to Chevy guys. And so Kendall and I were up the two top named drivers. So we would go and do, we were supposed to share radio gigs and television gigs. And so his Chevy representative would take him to the next place and my Ford guy would take me so we ended up jumping ahead of of them and going doing it stealing a TV show out from under them <laughs> straight up days of thunder so, yeah. Exactly right. yeah, yeah. so we, we steal this deal and so we think it's, we're, we're laughing about it we see him outside and I'm finishing up the interview and so they jump ahead to go in front of us so we went out and I had this really stupid kid as an intern and uh, <laughs> we had a Mustang PR guys, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Go in. He opens the door. Sit down in the car. He puts the key in the ignition. Turns the key, and I hear this horrible noise. And I write no. I know right away. We are so. Yeah. I said something bad is about to happen. Not sure what. So keep it and going. so, what he done? They had taken a stick of gum and chewed it, and he shoved it underneath the, the, up and down for the, the top. Oh yeah. So yeah. it's on. Put the top down. Yeah. But he's left the latches on the front hooked up, yeah. but he's taken the bolts out of the rear. <laughs> and so I hear this, and then the rear window blows up. You know, I dive out the fucking door, and here comes the top backwards to front, right. and it's destroying itself. Yeah. Right? It's, it's just it's ripping ass. apart. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's like, it's like windows are breaking. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and the kid's like, he's just like freaking. He doesn't know what the yeah, hell's wrong. Right. I'm like, I've been getting out of there pretty quick. <laughs> so anyway, like, we were at, I think the last race of the year, I already won the championship, was at uh, Topeka, Kansas, a whole track. And I go back to my room, you know, and I go, I open the door, I start to open the door, and, you know, I can feel resistance on the door. I'm yeah. like, oh, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, whoa. Right. Yeah. So I reach in, I turn the, the light on, nothing. I'm like, I ain't going in. <laughs> <laughs> Something bad going to happen if I go in there, you know. So they've got a string tied from the door over to the lamp. And the lamp's about to fall on the floor, and it's got a string tied to above the bed where there's a light. Uh, and it looks like go. dog <laughs> yep. thing, which is going to dump on the bed. <laughs> <laughs> Turned out to be Alpo. Oh, oh God. They, okay. <laughs> anyway, but okay. they got, and they've got, like, Vaseline on the earpiece on the phone. Right. There's, there's saran wrap on it. the toilet. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's, so the whole room's right. booby-trapped. Yeah. So Jack Bodner was the guy that was Chevy's guy. So he took a Weber carburetor drill. We drilled his headlight. And drill a hole in it, and then fill it up with acetylene from a 
selling things. Dan Biggs. Dan Biggs. Dan Biggs. Yeah, Dan Biggs. Biggs. Yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Biggsy was part of that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. put a piece he of told the same story. scotch tape on it and, and blew the whole f***ing front of the car off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he turned the headlights on. It, it was a lot bigger than anybody thought. I thought yeah. I could break the headlights. <laughs> Not. <laughs> exactly Peel the roof back. Yeah, yeah, yeah Biggs was telling us the exact thing. So, I mean, those, we went too far. Those wars were going on. Yeah. Yeah. Every weekend. Yeah. So, you couldn't protect yourself enough. <laughs> I raced with Paul Newman backwards at Hallett, Hallett, Oklahoma. Yeah. And so Newman bet me his car broke early in the day and my car broke and we're both running Dotsons. And so he says, I'm going to play a game with you. And I said, okay, what's the game? He goes, how good are you telling people's ages and weights? I went, ah. He goes, all right, you're in. Sit on the <laughs> so I'm sitting in the back of the tailgate of the, of the hauler, you know, Budweiser holler and he's like that girl right there is 32 years old and weighs 128 so he calls her over and says hey, he's Paul Newman they'll say yeah, yeah, Paul, yeah. yeah. how Wait. old are you, you know, so he goes your turn okay that. so I'm like I'm not getting the same deal right you know, <laughs> at all. Right. so then he's like we're drinking all day we're drinking Budweiser's he was sponsored by Budweiser we're drinking all day it gets to be about six o'clock at night and he goes I'll bet you one solid dollar I can beat you Around this racetrack backwards. And you're both I said, hammered. I said, oh, hammered, hammered. Okay. <laughs> Big time. He go, I said, backwards as, as in like wrong direction or backwards as in reverse? Driving backwards. He yeah. goes, in reverse. I went, yeah. all right. Yeah, <laughs> so we decided to. So his sponsor then was Budweiser and Pioneer Stereo. The Pioneer guys had rented these three Fairmonts. They were shitty Fords. So we tried to do it lap in reverse, but it took like a month. Yeah, too you know, slow, like, right? Yeah. So yeah. we decided what we'd do is go around the, the pit lane. So we'd go up, pit. We'd go up, pit out, onto the racetrack, down the racetrack in reverse, cut through the field, jump through the field, and come back up. Three laps. So we start practicing this, and he wrecks the first car. Oh, yeah, I'm pulling him, and I'll get another one. He's yeah. like, he makes one really good lap. Second lap, he, he gets into the dip too hard. And he hits the exhaust pipe, goes into the, the, and it bends around toward the front, and it pinches the rear tire. And the little Ford didn't have enough balls to get it unstuck, so that one's jumped. So I had to tow it out of the way. But that, that, now the track manager, this guy, Marty something, he's got an RX-7 he wants to play, so he, he <laughs> tries with his RX-7. I thought you were going to say. Rolled it. He, he rolled Jesus. it. He rolled it. He rolled it. And it's like his daily? Yeah. Daily. Oh. And so we did, like, we finally were down to one car, and we got to do a three-lap second, you know. Wait, wait, wait. It's like seven at night. We're down, we're down three cars, yeah, and we're yeah, like, yeah. we got to keep going. Yeah. we got yeah. to go, we gotta gotta go like in one deeper. car left. Dan <laughs> yeah, yeah. Layton. Dan Layton was there. Yeah. Layton was there because he drove us back to the hotel, thank God, because we got stopped by cops. Somebody had to be the responsible adult. Newman does three laps. He does two laps really good, and one lap that wasn't so good. So I start to do mine, and I do two laps and a half a spin. So he ends up beating me. So I end up writing him a check because he wouldn't give autographs. <laughs> so I wrote him a check for it, one dollar and not a f-ing cent more. <laughs> and I put it on. I put it on the on the Bob Sharp transporter. Right. Yeah. He cashed it. <laughs> <laughs> so I got. So I got the signature. I got it at home. He beat me in that deal. Oh, dude, that's And then awesome. on the way back, uh, Leighton was driving. We got pulled over by the uh, Oklahoma State Police. And he's going to throw us all in jail. There's beers open everywhere. He's like, flashlights, everybody's IDs. He gets to Newman. He's like, yeah, right. Yeah. 
Let us go. Go on ahead. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Drink some more. Yeah. <laughs> I had so much fun with that guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was a practical joker. So he was, yeah. he was always fun. But he would get you in <laughs> Because he can get out of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he could get what away with do? anything. What are you going to do? Yeah, no. Yeah, and then you get slapped. <laughs> right. <laughs> what was that for? <laughs> for somebody who's like 25, doesn't really know all the backstory, what is what is the Dorsey Strader legacy you want to leave behind? I think it's more, it's just the stories and the amount of fun that really did happen. Yeah. That people would say bullshit. Too. Yeah. Yeah. The stuff, the stuff that we were able to do. Yeah. The stuff that we did do. You know, the lifestyle that, um, the lifestyle is, is so against the law now. Yeah. You couldn't do it, but we did it. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I mean, we've been here for a few hours. Dario is waiting for us. Yeah, we back do in the to, car. He, he gets hungry if we leave him yeah. in the car for too long. Exactly. So we got to get, we got to wrap a little no bit problem. of this up. So and. Uh, Continental's got the check. I'm finished. All right, Dorsey Schrader, always a good time no matter where you are. Uh, quick shout out to Steve DeBrecht, hope I pronounced that right, for uh, suggesting him. And that uh, was a really, really good suggestion because uh, Dorsey is Dorsey, it's just Dorsey. Anyway, we're going to close out with uh, another band that uh, might be unfamiliar to pretty much all of us. Uh, it's a group called Jungle of Cities, who uh, sent us something that I thought might be a little bit appropriate towards Dorsey. Uh, you can check out Jungle of Cities uh, literally at jungleofcities.com. And uh, here's a song, just in honor of Dorsey, called Dive Bar Philosopher. Another lost soul going down.
rabbi philosopher Yesterday is theater of the absurd Knows the here and the now Prophecies the next viral scourge Will it thrives on scraps and confusion The Duke's demons down with white Russians And he's happy Set adrift in the neon probe Modern verbs left to hang Iridescent And he's a Philosopher Skinning bare Everything he's learned He's a Dive bar Philosopher A gentle stranger In an angry world A gentle stranger In an Down. 